0: Good morning, friends. Before we get started with today's episode, episode number 107, I just want to say thank you for listening to, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. I'm an expert marketer and a three-time entrepreneur. I don't just talk about business. I actually own a business in addition to consulting marketing clients on how to grow their own businesses with better marketing marketing now what I teach are proven tactics that I Actually, use myself. And by the way, if you or someone you know wants better marketing for their business, hop over to my website, markstechman.com. I have clients all over the country and have a growing team of some of the best and brightest creatives and marketers in the industry surrounding me. We can help you with great creative, social media, Google ads, and more. And even if you have someone else handling your ads, it might be worth it to have me and my team see if we can improve the efficiency and the reach of your marketing campaign. Usually we can, and sometimes it's pretty dramatic. So just go to markstechman.com and fill out the little form and we'll chat and see if we're a good match for each other. Now today's episode is pretty much a tactical marketing playbook. In about 20 minutes, I lay out several things your business needs to know and consider to setting the foundation for better marketing results, regardless of how old or how new your business is. So, let's get started. Here's episode number 107, enjoy. So, Wes, one of the top questions I get from business owners is, how much should I be spending on marketing? Have you ever heard that? Oh,
1: yeah, almost every
0: day. <laughs> so, I've been doing this for a long time, and I know the core of the question is that they're just simply trying to figure out from a budget standpoint. Right. While the real answer requires doing a deep dive into the business, the quick answer I love to give is, how much do you want to get in return? <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I- and it is a million-dollar question.
0: I mean... I mean, really, if you understand the purpose of marketing and how to execute it properly, it's not a line item expense. I've, no. Listen, I've managed multi-million dollar P&Ls, and it is, marketing is not like rent or plastic bags for your customers. Marketing should act as an investment line item, not an expense line item. In other words, for every dollar you put in, you get 10 back. That's a great investment, right? Fantastic. Well, problem is most businesses don't understand how to measure what they're doing or they only try to invest in one part of the marketing funnel and then they never really get good data. So what happens is they put money in and they don't know what they're getting back and then they stop. You've seen that. Yeah. So honestly, Mm -hmm. listen, I totally get it. I've been a three-time business owner and who wants to toss 5,000 bucks into the wind and wait around to see what happens? No. Not me. So What we're going to do today is dig into how to look at your marketing, the remainder of the show today, and develop a plan. No matter what type of a business you are, much of this is going to be applicable to you so that it's uber-specific to your business. Have clearly stated objectives and measurable goals and all of this so that it actually works. Jeez, that's a lot. (laughs) We we may have to split this up into several shows, but let's get started at the top. Now, let's say you own and operate a business. I guess we're going to have to pick something. So let's say you're a plumber, right? Let's say it. Do you know anything about plumbing?
1: Clay plumbing. Yeah, there you go. Let's
0: go with it. Right. So you've been in business for two years on your own, and you have one crew, right? Okay. One truck. One truck. I mean, it really doesn't matter, I guess, whether you're a plumber, because whatever the math is, it's going to be convertible to most any businesses. So let's let's call it West Clay Plumbers. Great. I'm in. Anyway, you got this nice white truck out there. It's got your logo on the side. You've been doing pretty good, mostly through referral, word of mouth, and maybe a few free posts on Facebook, that kind of stuff. But you're ready to grow. I mean, you see all these other plumbing companies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like to put more trucks out on the road. You'd like to grow your business, hire a few plumbers. Bottom line is you want to make more money, right? I mean, bottom line. hey, Pat, isn't that the whole reason we go into business <laughs> is to make more money, right?
1: Yeah, we go in just for the free stuff and radio. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> listen,
0: but the way to make more money is you got to get your company in front of more people faster, And that's what marketing does. You know, when I hear somebody say to me that they are going to, uh, that they get most of their business from organic or word of mouth, I start frothing. I get excited Mm -hmm. about it. My my smile brightens up because I know that if a business is doing well off of organic or word of mouth marketing, they're going to kill it if they get their brand in front of even more people. It's exponential. It is exponential. So here's a list of things before we get started West Clay with West Clay Plumbing that we got to look at. Cool. N- number one, we got to look at your website. Huge. Is it functional, mobile ready, and optimized for people searching for plumbers in mm-hmm. your area? It should be easy to find your website name as well. By the way, Wes Clay, pretty easy plumber, pretty easy. Uh, if it's not easy, then we've got to figure out yep. to come up with another website that we can send people to that will be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's my my grandmother's maiden name was Sidorwitz Can you spell Sedorwitz, Pat?
1: <laughs> no, I could not, but if for clay, I would add A clay
0: plumbing. There so you go. So you'd be first on the list. Put the A on the front. <laughs> well, listen, Sidorwitz, no matter how much I love my my name, if Sidorowitz is my last name, that may not be the best name for a website. So mm-hmm. you got to look at your website and understand, is the website easily found online when somebody types it in? All right. Number two. Google My Business. Wes, do you know what Google My Business is? What is Google My Business? Google My Business is the place page that Google has created for your business. Mm. used to be called Google Places, but it's Google My Business now. And Google wants to be a resource to literally anyone who goes on to Google. So if someone's searching for West Clay Plumbing... Google has like their own... Think of it like as, an, as, as another website that right. Google is giving you. And the reason Google wants you to fill this information out and, and use it and, and actually stay active with it mm-hmm. is so that they are relevant right. with up-to-date information. So if okay. you, your Google My Business info has to be filled out, updated with pictures, your business hours,
1: map directions to your place, of business, a website, all that stuff. And while we're on that, if you're if you have not updated all of that information on your business's page, that is enormous. As a visual person, and that's me personally, and I know whenever my wife makes a call to whatever whatever it is, HVAC, plumbing, whatever we need, the pictures associated with your website and your business, if it's just kind of an outside shot of this little garage-looking thing, that's a no-go. It means it means nothing. It, terrible. Yeah.
0: So Google My
1: Business has to be not only filled out
0: but updated and also by the way if you want better organic reach on Google make sure that you're asking your customers West Clay Palmer to yeah to fill out reviews using their Gmail account. Reviews. <laughs> if the more reviews you have the better ranking you'll get. Google has mm-hmm. made that made that point. Number 3, is your social. You don't have to use every social platform, but certainly for this kind of business, if you're a plumber, let's say, or in any home service industry, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, those would be my top four. Why? Because there's 2 billion people on Facebook. Everybody who's a homeowner is on Facebook for the most part. Instagram, and then YouTube, because you could put video content that gets searched on, you, on Google. And then mm-hmm. fourth, Pinterest. You may say, why Pinterest? Well, who's using Pinterest. DIYers, lots and lots of crafty women, and again, it gets listed in the algorithm on Google. That is so
1: true. The other day, I was driving down the road, and I saw a plumber truck, and you could tell it was just a one-man operation. Mm -hmm. It was just a private owner put this plumbing pictures on the side, and it was his, but he had every social media listed on there, and I said to myself... He's got to be on top of his game because he's involved in all of that. He's up on things. And I would tend to call him.
0: You, you would think so. By the way, the only problem with that, by the okay. way, is, is those who are on all of these, oh. but they're not updating them regularly. Oh. Yeah. So there's yeah. nothing worse than if I go to a, uh, to a particular business's Facebook page and they're there, but it hasn't been updated since August of 2018. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? What does it make I'm you think?
1: I'm guilty of that on my website. Well, what does it make oh, you think, you're though? So right. inactive, that, not doing anything, well, not, it, no movement.
0: one, it tells you, it, it makes me, well, the first thing I think of is, is maybe they're out of business.
1: No, maybe they're too busy to get on the website. Right. <laughs> but, but
0: if they're not, if they can't follow up on the basics, it subliminally sends a message to the consumer right, that they're really not going to follow up with me. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's move on. Social was number 3. Number 4 is assuming everything is basically in place on answers 1 through 3, we can actually move to strategy. So let's move mm-hmm. on to strategy. And this is where you want to take some notes here. So the first thing we need to know about your business is who is your best most profitable customer? Yeah. Is it a homeowner? An adult 35 to 65? A lot of times when I talk to to business prospects, these are business owners who want to market their businesses better. They'll tell me, "Well, everyone's my future customer." <laughs> The worst answer.: It is the worst answer, because look, I know that you think that, but the fact of the matter is is that an 18-year-old who's renting an apartment not, <laughs> it is not not your customer. Not your customer. Now, they may still need plumbing, but there's a good chance that the landlord's going to be it's responsible for it. Yeah. All right, so but here's what we need to know. Are they a homeowner? What age are they roughly? What zip codes do they live in? Whatever it is, we've got to identify who your best, most profitable customer is, not who every customer is, but the one that's going to pay you the best. All right. Number two. What is the value of that best, most profitable customer? This is a question that I know you and I, Wes, yeah. we are, when, we, when we do um, uh, needs analysis with clients, this is one that they don't always know. They'll, always, they'll say, well, it ranges. Yeah. Well, what does it range? And so if you're a plumber, your average customer might be, let's say, $300. Sometimes it might be 800 if it's a hot water heater. Sometimes it might be 199 if you needed to come in and snake it out, snake out a, uh, a line. But let's just go with a $300 average per call for clay plumbing, right? Sure. So in other words, the average trip that the plumber makes out to a customer generates $300. So the question is, Wes, how much are you willing to pay to acquire that average $300 transactions? Hmm cost for the acquisition. Is so, that what you're saying? So you, the, first, the first thing that you, the yeah. first thing that we need to ask in order to figure that out is, you know, what is the profit on that 300? So let's just say for argument's sake, keep things really super simple. Let's say it's 50%, right? Let's say it's $150. 150 sure. If it's not, if it's less, it's more, it's not relevant. It's just for conversational purposes. So but if it's a $300 transaction and your profit is 150, how much are you willing to acquire? Well, if you do Google Ads, you might need to spend $60 or $30, right? Because that's mm-hmm. addressing the bottom of the funnel, that person who is right now has a need. Mm-hmm. But if you do top of the funnel branding awareness, which might be Google ads using retargeting, or maybe you're using radio or uh, billboards or direct mail piece, whatever it is, other forms might, the cost per acquisition might be less. But the next question we have to ask you, Wes Clay, is what is the lifetime value? of a customer, because the one first single transaction is important, but the lifetime value of a customer is even more important, so what and, might and that it, be?
1: Well, and if I can just jump jump in here, I see a lot, and I'm a younger professional, and so patience is not necessarily one of my best attributes, but for a lot of up-and-coming business owners who are looking for the sale right now, of course you have needs, you have budgets, you gotta pay your bills. But understanding that it's a long game mm. really changes the way that you think about marketing and advertising, and looking at that funnel, mm. change the way that you look at that customer. It's not just a one-time deal. Maybe a three hundred dollar trip. You say, "Well, just you know, throw in three. It'll be three seventy-five. We'll make that seventy-five dollars up extra." You don't know what that could cost you mm. in the long run. So understanding that is enormously huge. I've been doing this for a long time and what I have seen and that's a great
0: segue, Wes, is is that the businesses that have the best and the biggest results and I'm talking big businesses in every segment whether it's HVAC and it's Iorna's Heating and Cooling, whether it is in the automotive space, it doesn't matter what space you're talking about, the ones who have the biggest and the best results, they think of it with the end game in mind. And they recognize, we're not in this just for the next six months. We're in this for the long haul. And by long haul, they understand that we need to market at the top of the funnel, at the middle of the funnel, and at the bottom of the funnel. So that leads us to what's the best way to reach your ideal customer. and so. That depends on how much you want to spend to get that $300 transaction, Mr. West Clay Plumbers. Mm -hmm. So there's several different ways. Take notes on this, if you will. But these are the different ways that you can reach customers. I do believe, by the way, that you do need to talk to those customers. If you're a newer business, let's say you are a brand new business, Mm -hmm. and you need to generate revenue today, well, then absolutely use Google Ads in search, Google search, to get active business today that's one yeah. way it's going to cost you a little more up front on that transaction but you need you need to generate revenue you got to yes. turn on that faucet but google ads is absolutely one way to reach the 1 to 2% of potential customers who are in the pool right now but what about addressing that other 98% of customers who don't have a need today, but in three months, six months, nine months, 12 months down the road, that you're going to build a brand with so that they have an affinity towards you, they have that know, like, and trust factor with you, they know who you are, and that is where content marketing, which we've been talking about on this show for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. that's where using radio... By the way, I had a client that moved all of their dollars off of digital about two years ago. Hmm. And put it all into radio, and you know what happened? Numbers went up. <laughs> I mean, by the way, Google has gotten very expensive because everybody can play the game. It's based on a a, a bid yeah. auction style bidding process. I'm not suggesting everybody do this, but what I'll tell you is, for this particular home service client, what they did was they moved all their dollars to broadcast radio, and it dropped their cost to acquire a customer by like sixty percent. And that's in en- that's enormous, enormous. That's fantastic. All right, so. Here's the deal. Address that other 98%. That's through mid-funnel and top-of-funnel marketing. And Mm -hmm. that is through content, consistency, and awareness. Now listen, the actual strategy that I would use Mm -hmm. to address that 2% that's ready today, the 98% that's your future customers, if you're thinking long-term, this is the strategy. It's a five-part strategy that I would use for most businesses, not every business. It, it's absolutely not for every business. But hopefully it gets you thinking, West Clay Plumbers. I'm, here, I'm thinking. You got, your, you got your tools ready? I got them ready. By the way, ready. these are it's all tools. tools. These are all tools like in a toolbox that a plumber yeah. might use. But these are, this is the strategy that I would use. And by the way, I have used this mm-hmm. to build businesses that I've owned and do own. Number one, it is a social content strategy. That's number one. Using Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, and Nextdoor. You're a plumber. You should be on Nextdoor. Do you you know what Nextdoor is? I know what Nextdoor is. Yeah, Yeah. the Nextdoor app. All right. So that's the social content strategy. Not talking about spending a dollar yet. Get all of that stuff in place. That would be videos. That would be introductions to this is my team. This is why I got into the business. This is what we do. None of it is a sales pitch. It's all just content. Number two is a paid social ad strategy on Facebook, and by the way, slash Instagram, because those are two, they're mm-hmm. married, they're in the same household, you run them on the same platform, it's very easy. Uh, paid social ads addressing who your best target customer is. So Wes, because you mentioned to me you're in the um, uh, Temple Terrace area of, of yeah. Tampa, and that's the area you want to serve, maybe a 10 mile radius, I'd be running Facebook ads every single day, I wouldn't even shut it off, it would be two, three, five, eight, ten $10, whatever it is that you can afford On Facebook, targeting a geographic area 10 miles around where you want to serve. I'd be running Facebook paid ads. Number three, I'd be running Google ads using search and or retargeting. Search addresses that 2%. The retargeting addresses the 98%. So search is those ads that show up when you actually search for Temple Terrace Plumber. And it's a paid sponsored ad. It puts you in front of everybody else to ensure you have an opportunity for your business to be chosen. The retargeting is for somebody who might be out there and they're online right now. And they're looking for how to fix a drain clog and uh, a a clog drain. I guess I didn't have (laughs) coffee this morning. So they're online searching for solutions, and then your ads pop up everywhere they go mm-hmm. talking about how, and, and it's going to be an ad on any website they're at, even on ESPN or HGTV or wherever it
1: is they're at. Oh, and by the way, Google, just throwing this out there, Google will play favorites. So what we talked about earlier, when you Google your business page, mm. if things aren't working there, yeah. then the money that you're spending for your Google search ads it won't be as efficient. Ew, it's not going to be. Don't That's run. right. Yep. So, number, numbers one, two, and
0: three. Now we're moving on to number four. The fourth part of the fourth tool that I would use in your marketing strategy is radio and OTT. OTT is over the top digital video commercials. I love it. It's TV commercials that run on things like Sling and Hulu Cute. and Crackle and Pluto and all of these digital. Notice I didn't say TV. I didn't it's say not. TV. It's digital TV that people are watching that is ad-supported. And that would be number four. And then the fifth strategy that I would use would be Event marketing. Event marketing is a wonderful way for you to get in front of your best, most profitable customers. That maybe they're at the Florida's largest home show. That would be a perfect Ooh, way to reach I'd thousands of potential customers. Oh yeah. Other events that you could easily put your business in front of West Clay Plumbing is um, the Little League. I mean, Little League events would be a great place to spend two, three, five hundred bucks to put yourself in front of thousands of families Huge. that need your services. Event marketing, experiential marketing. Wes Clay, thank you so much for being in studio today. And I know you're not a plumber. You are a marketer just like I I am. But hopefully this information has been helpful to those who are listening today. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today, Wes. Wes, the executive officer, just called.
1: We have a clogged toilet. (laughs) I'm on it. I bet we do.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand. A feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to marksteckman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.